Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. Uh, I had a revelation, Alice. You did? Remember we went to John and Shelly's wedding? Our friends John yes. and Shelly in New Hampshire in Lake Winnipeg, Pisaki. It was on a boat. It was mm-hmm. awesome. I didn't think that. I thought the boat was going to be stationary. And then uh, I remember um, that's where I got this coaster. These are great coasters. And it shows the boat, the Mount Washington. Great coasters. And obviously at the end of the event i stole as many coasters as i could off of tables everywhere because they're great coasters and it's you know i'm getting one over one over on a so friend who has friends a of the show if but, you but got I, billed for <clears throat> co- missing coasters that was why but i also noticed that um that john's brother pete his mm-hmm. then fiance i think mm-hmm. um who i can't remember her first name Do you remember her first name uh, no, but I think your Facebook friend. No, I know, but it's yeah. not important. I forgot her first name, but I'll, I'm sorry. No disrespect, man. Um, she was also getting coasters, so she was my competition. I'm sure John asked Pete, who asked her maybe to get some coasters, so John would have keepsakes, or they would, you know, or mm-hmm. understand. So she was my competition. Then I thought about how we were sitting with her at the table, and she's she was a very sweet person, and she's she's beautiful, I think it's fair to say, right? Mm-hmm. I would say so. And she was, like, very sweet. And, but she was shy, and I remember like talking to her, et cetera, et cetera, and she was just shy. She was lovely and great, but shy, just a little reserved. Mm-hmm. And it just occurred to me right now, right now, that maybe she's not shy. Maybe the thrill I expect somebody to get from being talked to by me is not a universal thing. <laughs> maybe she's the most extroverted person in the world. But the content of what I was saying was just so incredibly sucky and such a drag that she could barely work up enough. Uh, I don't know. She seemed really nice. No, she wasn't shy with you because she likes you. That's how that works. Okay. So there you go. So <clears throat> um, I wanted to start with a couple things. I was just listening to Callahan. I didn't realize that um, 
that we did I miss this yesterday? Because I feel I felt like we talked about these days are cluster Fs. These days are cluster. <laughs> Alice and I were talking about this this morning. You were up before me. I think I was up around six, mm-hmm. and and you were up before me. I get up around six, and we are, it is jamming, 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 trying to book guests, work on find stories, et cetera, et cetera, till eleven. Uh, so that's a that's a blur. Eleven, my show starts till three. That's of course just a total blur, and you're in a concentrated submarine because I'm concentrated. I'm talking to people. I'm interviewing people. Well, this morning we interviewed. We're gonna. We'll have it in a second. Robbie Starbuck who joined us. But it's a total total cluster, and I've got these visions from this morning when it was just you and I downstairs. Downstairs was clean, and there was plenty of food in the house. <laughs> now a family of Kodiak bears has gone through the house. The it, it somehow every dish has been used. We had the whole thing. We had a beat yesterday. Every dish is used. There's piles of dishes everywhere. My brother's about to walk into the air, and it's total chaos. They've gone through almost all the food. Almost all the food. This 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 family of Kodiak bears that we call our children. It's a total cluster. Event. Yes, it is interesting since I've been working. Tom's been almost exclusively the grocery store goer. So, uh, and you're not used to, like, you refuse point blank to do, like, my big grocery shopping trips where I get a full cart of stuff. Like, you're anti even getting a cart. You only want what you can get out in a handheld basket. Right. But I think it's fair to say you've been astonished at how quickly the one basket's worth of stuff vanishes in our house. Uh, Yeah. No, everything. It, because we, it's like one basket of food from a market basket is approximately like three fourths of a day's worth of food for our household. Yeah, it's it's remarkable. Like we're just about by tomorrow morning, we will be out of food. There are <laughs> there are like these tilapia frozen fillets that are labor intensive that maybe we'll get around to. But that, other than that, they tear through everything. And anyway, so then it's it's it's. I, I don't want to complain. I know you guys are busy too. It's the same thing. Um. So then it's three o'clock. Bang! I'm immediately driving my son to to uh, wall climbing today, mm-hmm. which is, of course is a great event. Or, uh, and then our daughter, if we got to go from there, immediately grab a daughter. She's got to go to softball. And it's always something. And now we're going to be adding karate to that. And so, another thing. And it's 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 such a cluster event that now it's what, 624. We've been up more than 12 hours. Now we'll do this podcast. But seriously, <laughs> it's yes. going to be an hour from now or something, whatever it is, before th- that. And that's when we can make the decision whether or not we relax with cocktails or or not with cocktails or try to clean or or continue to go back to work or try to book guests or try to sell uh spots or you know it, but that window is small and then bang it's repeat it's such a cluster event it is so <clears throat> it is such a crazy event it is nuts i mean i want to know from you guys do you know a way to slow things down is there a way to slow things down and <clears throat> survive <laughs> It's just like, it's such, it's, it's so busy. So tomorrow will be Thursday, and I'm already booking guests right now for tomorrow. I got to check all the different places. No, if I were able to invent time travel, right, I wouldn't, like, go back in time and try and change history or something. I would just, like, go back to this morning and sleep in and, like, get a bunch more stuff done. I would just, like, multiply myself. I would just do the same day over so I could get the stuff done that I need to get done in the day. That's what I need time travel for. Oh, Oh my goodness, it's crazy, and, and stuff is frozen into. Like I, I've only passed through the downstairs. I go. I, I'm in the downstairs for like a, the first two hours of the day, 
and then I'm or, and then I'm up here cutting audio for the show. And then I go once more before the show downstairs, and maybe I'll cook something for the kids and in, in in whatever. And then then it's once an hour at every top of the hour. I am during the show. I'm checking downstairs, and it's every time I go down there, it's more deteriorated. There's chairs moved around where you can see the kids have gotten stuff off shelves and this and that to eat, etc. And then it, it's just it's it's super lightning quick. And then now it's I pass through downstairs after work to go out to the car to drive to the rock climbing thing and to see things are destroyed. Come back from rock climbing and dropping a daughter off at baseball, and things are more destroyed. There's taco shell pieces down there. There's random salads. There's half open stuff that they sniffed because they're they're Kodiak bears who've broken into the house that they're not interested in that they've done discarded like like Yoda did to, with Luke stuff. It is. <laughs> a total cluster event. It is just crazy. Now, I mean, oh. So I anyway. So I guess this is what they call life, right? I guess so. Well, I'm just trying to see what Pepper's up to. She's, She's got a there. bone there. Yeah, the big pork bone. Um, okay, so I want to play a piece of audio. Uh, Robbie Starbuck is coming up in a moment, but I just want to play this audio before we forget. I, I don't know if we played this last night, if we talked about it last night, if we played it this morning, if we forgot about it this morning. <laughs> which, which but I just audio? heard it. I just heard it on Jerry Callahan's show, and I was like, man, I, I can't believe I didn't get that. It's rather astonishing. This is Biden. This is uh, Tom Elliott put it out there. He's great, obviously. Biden, February 17th, 2015. Folks, uh, and uh, this is him on the replacement theory, essentially. I would argue it's unlike any other large country in the world. So there's a second thing in that black box. An unrelenting stream of immigration, nonstop, nonstop. Folks like me who were Caucasian of European descent for the first time in 2017 will be in an absolute minority in the United States of America. Absolute minority. Fewer than 50% of the people in America from then and on will be white European stock. That's not a bad thing. That's a, that's a source of our strength. And so we have been, uh, we haven't always gotten it right. I don't want to, I would argue. Wait, wait, I guess that's not what I meant to play. Because he said something about not, not some Africans or something that Jerry had today. Crap. I guess I won't ever have it. I should have asked Craig. Well, but that just reinforces that Biden is one of, the millions of leftists who have been saying now for a really long time that like, of course white people are being replaced. Of course there's going to be no more white people and that's awesome. Right. And you know, that the whole thing. And then they turn around and if you're like, wow, I don't know if I feel like that's awesome that there will be no more white people. Then like all of a sudden you subscribe to a racist conspiracy theory. Right. Which is that that's how they operate. Right. Is it's the same as the libs of TikTok thing that we talked about yesterday. Libs of TikTok is in big trouble because she put things out there that liberals were putting out on the internet. But when she puts them out there, when she takes their video and reposts it on Twitter, it's disinformation, right? It's all of a sudden, it's a conspiracy theory. All of a sudden, the idea that leftists want to groom your kids is a conspiracy theory. When they put videos on tiktok about how they want to do a drag show for little kids that's not 
a conspiracy theory or bad or they're just doing a drag show for little kids and then but if you all of a sudden go look at they're doing drag shows for little kids they're like why are you following these bigoted disinformation conspiracy theories you know if you notice what they're doing then all of a sudden you're the problem oh totally totally and i did play that tiktok stuff today which is remarkable yeah maybe we should i don't know if people might have missed that too on our show yesterday because we did it during the chat chat i know some people leave okay so this is it it's a woman named lindy english talking to a child we mentioned it in the robbie starbuck thing so it's good to play right now yeah lindy english talking to uh her son Uh, they're in a dressing room and she, she's got him in a dress, and she's uh, shooting at the at the mirror so that she can talk to the audience. Hold on, you love it, and you want it, and you picked it out, but you don't. But you don't want it for school. Can you tell me why? Because last time I wore a dress to school, everybody called me a girl. Oh. Well, what did we learn from my shadow is pink? My shadow is pink. Is this is a story where the dad is judgmental that uh, that a little Jethro or whatever his name is, it wears a dress and he's judgmental and he's angry. But then it ends with the dad coming into the room with his own dress. Mm, I see. Typical. The bigot always ends what up. What makes you actually like dresses pink. so much? I just like dresses. Like, I don't know, Mom, you told me to she, like dresses. Right, and she says, she says, hmm, like she's just finding this out. But, of course, she's giving the kids lines, the, the kid the lines to say, she's delighted that he's been bullied at school. That's the whole idea behind this. You see, he's being bullied. He needs special accommodations now, and all of you need to bend to his needs now. You mm-hmm. see, bullying, it's, he'll be committing suicide in five years. And of course, the whole thing is, the whole thing is gross. She's a madman. She's a psychotic. Yeah. Now, she actually... To her credit, she's kind of a life coachy kind of person. Of course she is, because all the most broken people are. Yeah, but I wanted to add this, too, because I went through her Instagram, and yeah, she's doing this like life coaching and selling like stickers that say uplifting messages about being gay and loving yourself or whatever. And, and she uses this kid routinely on her Instagram to... Like try, which is obviously right. what was going on here to try and get him to say something that's inspiring because she'll do stuff like, oh, listen to like the words of the children and he'll be like, you're beautiful and strong because she, she'll say stuff like, what would you say to me if you knew that people like said that I dressed ugly or whatever. You're beautiful and stay strong or something, you know, and then she'll post it like, wow, like wisdom from the mouths of Because it's a total prop. Yeah, that's what he is. He's a prop for her, and and it's gross and disgusting. And what and, she's dying to have an I am jazz child. Exactly. And so she is. Um, if you read her bio in there, where she's honest in her bio, she's had a load of mental health problems. Um, uh, sorry, Craig is getting back to me. Ironhead. So, I mean, but then get therapy. Don't make your kid have your problem, right? Like, everybody has problems, right? Figure it out so that you don't have to make your kid figure out your problems for you. It's so horrifying. And the fact that she's so clearly dying to make her kid like an Instagram star. And that's what's so toxic about this, too, right? Is that she's putting it out here and begging for attention like she t- took this whole video herself right and it was, so, put but- it out there as like 
because she wants her kid to say something in the video about like how he really wants to be himself and he doesn't care what people think and the whole thing like she's putting this video out here no one stalked her to find out that she was forcing her kid to say he likes wearing a dress but it's just like psychotic crazy behavior but once again obviously she was on her instagram playing victim about how she was being bullied right. online and but, she's gonna stay strong and, of and course, not of course, stop she, of posting she, this is exactly what she was hoping for but <laughs> but here's the thing is that she's also and it, she's also um she talks about how she was bipolar her whole life until three years ago that she was has this trauma this ptsd this or that. she's 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 a heavily mentally disturbed person, and she writes about it herself. So it's another reason why I would not be, you know, celebrating this thing. And I get the feeling that like-minded people just like her, who's exactly like the mom on uh, About a Boy, uh, are also damaged, I think. It's oh, fair yeah. Fair. There's a whole bunch of people walking around who choose to make their personal traumas their identity instead of developing a personality yes right there whatever it is like whatever they've gone through and i'm sorry that they went through it and they're traumatized and they're screwed up like we're all screwed up in plenty ways believe me i'm plenty screwed up but like it's very liberating to actually realize that like you don't have to permanently be the most screwed up version of yourself like that's not your identity and that doesn't have to be you and you don't have to foist it on your children and you don't have to do anything else with like you can say no to making to celebrating the worst most damaged parts of yourself uh yes no absolutely and so the whole thing is that you know, she sends a kid to school hoping that he'll get bullied and it's 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 a gross thing she's doing hopefully He'll survive her because that's the thing. And also another thing, by the way, mm-hmm. something the caller pointed out today, who we know, Barbara, actually from Avon. Nice. Um, said, notice he said, when I wear a dress, everybody calls me girl. Because yeah, wouldn't that indicate to a parent who respects their child's gender identity that he doesn't feel like he's a girl? And he doesn't want to be called <laughs> a girl. He doesn't want to be called that. He doesn't like that. He doesn't want to play her effing psychotic games. Yeah, he's getting misgendered because he's not presenting the gender that he knows right. that he is. And that's like, I've tried to make this point to parents before when they're like, well, what if your kid just likes wearing a dress? Like, you should let your kid be free. Like, no, because obviously clothing is a social decision, right? Like, we don't wear togas nowadays. People would think it was weird. But, you know, or dress like Louis the Fourteenth or whatever it is. Like, people would think you were pretty weird if you dressed like Louis the Fourteenth too, and kind of effeminate, right? And wore all mm-hmm. that makeup and stuff. But, you know, we have social structures by which we recognize clothing as male and female. And every society on earth, men and women have ha- made different clothing choices. Part of how you present in society as your gender that you know that you are and part of why people who are trans do experience dysphoria right 
is because they're not being perceived as the gender that they want to be perceived as, right? So obviously there's nothing inherently feminine about the color pink. You know what I mean? Like ancient people didn't know that pink was a girl's color. But in our society, it's obviously perceived as being pink. And it's your job as an adult who knows how to navigate society to teach your kids how to be perceived the way they want to be perceived. Mm -hmm. If they want to be perceived as a boy, then you should give them the tools to let them be perceived perceived and respected as a boy because if not they're always going to be unhappy because people are going to not have respect for them and for who they are <clears throat> okay so on that note let's go to our interview with robbie starbuck okay we are thrilled to talk to robbie starbuck and among other things he is an author of a new book but i i <laughs> I got to tell you, um, the book is called Puddin' Pirates and the Problem with Power. We're going to get to the book in a moment. But for you guys, for people who listen to WTIC and uh, Burn Barrel fans as well, we've been having conversations for years and years about how we love New England and it's beautiful here and the geography is great and the, our friends are wonderful or we thought they were friends. And so for Alice Shattuck and I, it, it really, the the story of Robbie Starbuck and Landon Starbuck actually is his wife yes yes I'm sorry Robbie's wife is hits home with us and it hits home with so many other people in our audience who talk about how in the last five or six years and certainly since Trump friends who we thought were friends are are not friends Robbie thank you so much for joining us absolutely pleased to be here so could, can you briefly just tell us, because your story is so many people's stories, can you tell us what happened, Why? what made you, you were living in California, you had a great gig out there, what made you move? Yeah, you know, I mean, it kind of it starts a little before that, because my family came from Cuba, so that's a little bit of backstory for why, you know, I'm so passionate and kind of saw what was coming, but, you know, um, when I saw, you know, the Marxism in America, that was just a growing threat. And I saw it in our kids' schools and everything else in California. Um, my wife and I knew we couldn't raise our kids there. And so we both love Tennessee. And so that was kind of the immediate thing for us is we've got to move to Tennessee. That's where we want our kids to grow up. And so we moved, you know, we didn't want to be around all, all of that craziness. And uh, the other part of it is that, you know, I was director in Hollywood. I directed Oscar winning actors, actually some of the biggest music stars. And, um, me coming out as a as a Republican being vocal was not the most popular decision in that community of people. Um, so it really did reveal who your real friends are, and it's a very limited number of people. And I think that's something that is healthy for people to realize. You know, that <laughs> the number of people who are really who are really your friends is is really a small number. And that's that's something you know my my great grandpa actually taught me mm. when I was younger. He said, you know, when you die, if you can count on two hands, your real friends, and you died a very lucky person. <laughs> wow. What a thing to say. And so it's, it's so true. It, you know, I, what we found was as soon as – at one point I put up Trump signs. We lived in Massachusetts in a town. And I put a Trump on Trump. I wasn't a Trump guy. And then I said, hell with it, I was towards the end. But we were very friendly with our neighbors. We always would have mixtures in our yards, etc. So we had Trump signs up. <laughs> and, of course, a bunch got stolen, but that's fine, whatever. But the day after Trump won – the day after Robbie, literally, we were unfriended from Facebook, and our neighbors had "Hate has no home here" signs 
pointed at us. Not right. pointed at the street, pointed at us. Right. Our next door neighbors had the signs at the side of their house, not on the street side. Oh, my gosh. And it was it was funny because I mean, pe- like people Trump, lost their minds. <laughs> yeah. And like Trump said, it was fine when Trump was just this silly candidate running and we were those like goofy Republican neighbors. You know, we were like the side character Republicans. No one really. But when Trump won, it was then it was serious. Then we were really the bad guys. And like Tom said, our kids couldn't go to birthday parties. Other parents ghosted us wouldn't talk to us it was so difficult i mean and you know we moved to a town that's what what happened to us too is that that same thing i mean kids that our kids had grown up with you know um suddenly their parents ghosted and wouldn't invite them to birthday parties i mean these are kids that like our oldest daughter had been to every birthday for them they had been to every sleepover and all that stuff and then just overnight boom no you guys are i mean literally treated us like we were you know, Nazis or something, you know, and it's um, that's just how insane the left is. I mean, I, we called it Trump derangement syndrome, but it really is like a syndrome. It's like a disease where they just like have no rational ability to discern that some people just don't agree with them. It, it, but what is it, do you think, Robbie? And, and, I, and that's one of the things that drew me to you in, your, in the story of your family is that the the People don't know unless they're on the receiving end of it, and I get this all the time from our audiences, is that when your next-door neighbor has a bouncy house and you used to be friends and your kid's not invited, there's a there's a different kind of pain when you know your kid is the target. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's something that it makes it personal, and I do think it's part of why, you know, there's many but part of why we're so divided and going to continue to be even more divided between the two parties, because it's gotten personal and beyond just getting personal, when somebody wounds the people you love the most, Mm. people eventually uh, a decent number want some sort of payback, you know, Mm. and that's not something that's particularly healthy in a political context for a country, because if you're just wavering back and forth between I want payback, you want payback, that's not really the best thing, but the tr- that's the truth about the human condition. Is that's, that's kind of a natural thing if somebody goes after the people you love. And unfortunately, the left is kind of turning into an American version of the CCP where they want to institutionalize revenge against their opponents. You know, they want it to be the guy. I just watched a video actually before you called me on MSNBC, where they were calling for arresting Republicans um, in the media <laughs> for spreading disinformation. And not joking. This was like a serious segment where they were talking about jailing was Republican this Carl media people for spreading misinformation. Um, no, it was, um, what's his name? Um, I think he was the I same. I can't remember. He's a, it was the same um, panel, though. Cameron was okay. one of the boxes, yes. I think, on this yes, panel. Yes, he also yes. called for no, people to be it. jailed. Yes. Incredible. Incredible that people who used to be relatively sane are saying things like this with a straight face. So now you and Landon have moved for Tennessee. And I take it you love it there because, I mean, I don't think you'd run to represent the people in Congress (laughs) if you weren't feeling good about your life there. And like, that's really where you want to make your home. Yeah, we love Tennessee. I mean, this is where Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, 
automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Where our home is, this is our heart. I mean, the people here aligned values-wise and everything else. I mean, it's really, it's one of my district specifically is one of those places where America's still America, hmm. you know, and that's a sad thing to have to say because that's rare. You know, America is on life support in terms of, of just like the value set. Um, but even here, you know, I mean, there's there's sort of an attack on American ideals because the state party, you know, I don't I don't know how much you guys know about this, but I mean, they they threw me off the ballot. Right. So now I'm in court over it to get back on the ballot. And they're trying to rip away the people's choice because, you know, in terms of where we were at in the race when they did this, I was winning, you know. And so they're taking the leading candidate in the race and saying, nope, people, sorry, we're not going to let you make that choice. And I can't think of anything less American than that. So, you know, I mean, I feel like this problem is creeping in everywhere. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I saw on Twitter that, like, I am. You're also a fan of Kathy Barnett. And I just I was watching that race so closely and I was really disappointed in how a lot of people that I thought were kind of, in my mind, decent Republicans who at least were fair really just went all out on the attack against her, you know, misrepresented her positions, completely unfair attack ads that took quotes and like sliced off important (laughs) what she was actually saying and just took like individual words like systemic racism to make it seem like she supported things she doesn't support. Like watching people like Hannity or Rick Grinnell go after, you know, another candidate in this unfair way, it really changed my perception of a lot of people within the GOP that I thought were, you know, supportive to gra- a grassroots movement and a more populist approach. But I guess Trump didn't change as much as, you know, I'd like to think he did about the Republican Party. Well, you know, it's one thing to support a different candidate, you know, and so I don't begrudge my friends who, you know, they want to support somebody else. I may think they're wrong, you know, but they will have that ideological battle. It's another thing to lie about them. And that that was my problem with what happened to Kathy. What's interesting, I really didn't have a dog in the fight. I actually really like Carla Sands, but she just wasn't polling high enough um, to, to get behind. And, you know, we, we needed somebody who could potentially take out Ozzie and McCormick because Ozzie and McCormick are both horrible, horrible choices. And unfortunately, that's one of them is going to be who Pennsylvania has to ride with for the general. Um, you know, but what they did to Kathy is a great example of how the establishment, you know, when it feels attacked and really it wasn't just the establishment. It was, it was like you said, some people who are not establishment, but were invested in Trump's endorsement, you know, winning, mm-hmm. um, turning on a candidate like that. I just, I felt was really unfair. And it's why I spoke up for her was because I was like, this is just not right. You know? Um, and she is a, a very, 
legit option. You know, had she won, I think she would have made a great senator. Um, but unfortunately, you know, those those attacks they put on her, they were they were successful. And, you know, that's a sad indictment of kind of where we are, too, because there's just there's a segment of voters who just are not paying enough attention. Um, and we need more engaged audiences to to pay attention to what exactly the candidates believe in, because like in Oz's case, if and it looks like he's going to be the candidate, we essentially have a candidate that has talked about ad- advocated for gun control, um, transitioning children and uh, abortion. You know, that that to me is not a Republican candidate, you know, so. Um, you know, we've got to be paying attention in these primaries and getting behind people who are going to actually align with our values. We are talking to Robbie Starbuck. You can follow him on Twitter at Robbie Starbuck, R-O-B-B-Y, Starbuck, S-T-A-B-U-C-K. R-B-U-C-K. Did I, what did I say? You skipped the R. Did I? Oh, sorry. (laughs) Not Robbie Starbuck, Robbie Starbuck. Um, and he's running for Congress in ten- Tennessee, even though the machine is trying to uh, screw him out of that opportunity. And um, you should get to know him. Follow, go to Starbuck2022.com. And he is the author of a new book as well for the Brave New Books series. Um, congratulations on that, Robbie. By the way, I, what compelled you to be a, an author of a children's book? Yeah, you know, uh, honestly, you know what it was, is we already subscribed to Brave Books for our kids. And so when Brave came to me and said, hey, would you want to do a book? I said, I'm already in because I subscribe and it's our youngest daughter Coco's favorite book series. Um, and so, you know, it was it was instantaneous for me. I didn't even ask what the details was. I, I just said, yes, let me my topic would be the Constitution. And um, so they were like, cool, go for it. Write it up. And um, I'm super happy with, I mean, the the book is just incredible. I mean, I don't know if anybody has read these brave books, but we've been dying as a family for a series like this. And essentially every series has, or every book rather, has a different author in the series. And it's the the Team Brave. So Team Brave is this team of like superhero animals who fight for freedom. And in every book, there's a different thing, a different theme uh, that sort of reinstills conservative values, but in a very subtle kid age appropriate way. Because the truth is, is like our kids are inundated on every front by the left uh, with propaganda from Disney to, you know, every, every piece of information, you'd be a free form, whatever media you're allowing your kid to consume from the mainstream is indoctrinating them. You know, Nickelodeon is doing like a pro child trans series right now. So we've got to step in as parents and say, no, we're not consuming that content, but we need replacements. And this is one of those things that can serve as a replacement on books. And every month you get a new book. Um, the best part about it, too, is there's a thing in the back of the books called Brave Challenges that uh, together as a family, it has games for you to play. And it encourages critical thinking for the kids. But the games are truly fun. This is something me and my family did and have spent a ton of time on as a family and really had great bonding with it. So. It helps reinstill the values you're already trying to instill in your kids. And uh, it's a battle that we've got to fight, and we've got to support companies like this who are refusing to go to Amazon. You realize if Brave Books Mm -hmm. went to Amazon, they would make so much more money. But they're standing up to Jeff Bezos and the machine on the left and saying, no, we're not going to help Amazon fund abortions for their employees. We're selling this straight to the people, bravebooks.com. And it's, um, I think, something – every family is going to just love. So it was, it was a no brainer for me to do. And what's funny though, is when we picked this out, I had no idea I'd be living through my own constitutional crisis <laughs> with what's happening in my race. So, but it, it, it reinstills why it's so dangerous to give a, a group sort of authoritarian power because the problem with power is 
you know, absolute pro- absolute power corrupts absolutely, mm-hmm. and that's what we've seen in my race. So, um, yeah. So uh, the book is called Puddin' Pirates and the Problem with Power. And I'll, you guys, I'll, I'll um, tweet that so you guys can uh, go to the link and, and buy the books and cut out the middleman. Because God knows, uh, Robbie, if the staffers at Amazon decide that uh, you're a hater, they'd take it down anyway. Uh, which brings me to this. To, there, there's this TikTok that came out. Um, oh, sorry, it's a it's a libs of TikTok uh, that captured this woman named Lindy English in a... I'm not sure if you've seen it yet. It's it's a woman in a changing room with her son, and she's trying to she's nudging him into loving a dress, and he's just being kind of a kid. Here's a little bit of it. What makes you like dresses so much? I just like dresses. Hmm. Do you think bright, pretty colors and dresses and sequins and jewels and golds, all the things that you always want to wear? Mm-hmm. Do you think that's your innermost you? So the kid's saying whatever she wants him to say. You can. The mom is somebody who obviously, Robbie, obviously wants the kid to love dresses, wants it to be known, because this is her own TikTok thing, wants it to be known that the kid loves dresses and it's very natural. She wants the kid to be trans. She wants him to do the whole caboodle. We've seen a lot of the stuff emanated seven or eight years ago out of uh, New England with some families being pioneers uh, doing this. How do you fix the parents, Robbie? How do we culturally look past the It's This is child abuse, first of all. Um, secondly, you know, it's her identity. It's very clear from the video. I have seen the video. Yeah. Um, this is her identity she's putting on the kid. And, mm. you know, um, adults need to keep their adult problems their adult problems. <laughs> you know, and I think this is something that people used to understand and accept but no longer do. And they're putting all of this on kids. We've got to start to treat kids like kids again, you know. Um, but in terms of fixing the adult, there's no fixing that woman. There, there's not. I, I wish I could tell you something different. But the truth about, you know, sort of humanity is when somebody is as far gone as she is, um, they're not coming back. And, you know, the more we try to force them back, the worse it's going to get. And we have to accept that um, there's certain divisions in our country that are not going away in our lifetimes. And the divide between me and someone like her is not a divide that's going to be bridged. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And, and I think that it's going to – what we're seeing throughout our country is an interesting migration. It's a political migration that's happening. And it's essentially people are going and choosing to go to places where their values align. And I think that the Roe decision that's going to come from the Supreme Court is only going to hasten that. You know, we're going to see that kind of continue at a faster pace because people are ultimately going to go where their values align, um, especially conservatives. But, you know, I think you'll see it from the left, too, to a certain degree. Mm. The left is somewhat hypocritical because they're also economically inclined. So they want to go somewhere like they'll go, oh, I want to go to the low tax state, but I hate the politicians (laughs) who want low taxes. You know, so it's kind of weird on that front. But I do think the more that things like this happen, where things become a state's right issue, and all the red states say, no, we are going to, you know, ban, you know, abortion after, let's say, heartbeat bill or whatever it is. Um, you're going to see more people from the left say, I can't live here anymore. And they go somewhere else. And I think that's a good thing. I think that people should probably and will be happier in places where their values align. Um, and I think that's kind of where we're headed as a country is one where we have sort of, um, you know, we stick together because of the national security aspect. But in terms of 
you know, our, our values and everything, that those are really dictated by the states, and people tend to just go toward the state where they feel they align. Yeah, but Robbie, you, I mean, and you seem to have a, a, a very um, empathetic live-and-let-live attitude for, let's say, moms like that, that she can't be fixed, whatever. But to your point, she might like Nashville and say, you know what? I love the tax rate there. I love a lot about it. It's very pretty there. The uh, Ryman Auditorium is down the, the, down the street. She might move in there and then join the school committee and then make dictations upon your kid. How do you fight that? Well, I think on that front, it's easier to fight uh, because I think we need to pass uh, grooming bills on, on a national front that make it very clear that you can't do this. Um, so that's something that, that I think needs to be a priority is take the – um, you know, bill they did in Florida and take it national and on a national basis, ban people like this from ever being able to work with kids. Because I think that if you do show this sort of uh, thing, you've got to have very clear lines in place to protect children. So once it gets to, hey, I want to work with kids, I think it goes to a different place. Um, I do think what she's doing is child abuse and, and mm-hmm. probably should be uh, viewed as such. Yeah, but I I agree with you that it needs to be like state by state but around here and like we talk about moving all the time we love it here so much and we have our nice house and we have our chickens and our big yard and our garden and everything but we like we look around at the other parents and they're all for this stuff i want to share with you a facebook post uh, i saw in the mom's group on our local page the other day This mom wrote, hello, I'm Jessica, and my pronouns are she, her. We are moving to town this summer. We're looking for recommendations for family-centered groups and activities. We have two kids that are five and seven, both non-binary. We're not religious, so we're not looking for church groups. We're looking to connect with similar families. And the other parents all jumped right in. Oh, yes, I have a non-binary nine-year-old. I have an assigned male at birth child who whatever. I have a non-binary babysitter that you can hire. And it's just, I mean, there's so much, it has to be the highest concentration of non-binary children on planet Earth. I can't imagine otherwise. But, you know, I I do think that that in places like Tennessee, we're going to be able to get the anti-grooming bills and stuff. But I think you're right that it's going to have to be state by state. And I'm all for making the states with the better tax rates and everything else have the most inhospitable laws to lefties that want to move there as humanly possible to dissuade them from wanting to move there and ruining those states too. Because here, it's like, I do wonder if it's too far gone. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do think that unfortunately in some places it's too far gone. You know, a place like California or New York, um, I just don't, I, I don't think we're spending um, wise time trying to save it. You know, <laughs> I think it's good to fight for the congressional seats that we can win there. Um, that's something important because every seat matters in, in a majority, but say on the side or governor side, um, I'm not sure that's, that's money well spent. You know, um, I think we should probably focus a little more of that money and time and energy on swing seats and on, you know, some of the States where we have a yeah. chance to swing them over and make them more red. Um, so, you know, I think people need to be strategic on that front and and kind of put their money into wise places when you are donating. Um, you know, so that's something that I've always told people is, is you know, be strategic, be smart about where you spend money. Like my seat is flipping from Democrat to Republican because it was redistricted. 
And so this is a good place, you know, and that's um, just political math. You know, we have a chance to go ahead and take an add into the column from being a plus seven Democrat seat to now being a plus 12 Republican seat. Wow. Um, it's a good chance to pick a somebody who really represents your values and is, you know, aligned. Um, because you could also end up with a Romney type person. In <laughs> fact, one of the people in the race, Beth Harwell, she's a she's a Romney person. Um, so you could end up with somebody like that or somebody like me. And it's really dictated on, you know, the grassroots and then also the, the money you're able to bring to the table to get the appropriate number of ads up on TV and, and so on and so forth. So um, I think that's something we've got to be a little smarter about in terms of the political calculation on how, how we attack this, uh, these coming elections. Robbie, last thing I want to just to ask you, and this is more for this is uh, to to talk to mostly moms of Connecticut um, who have been going for the first time in a year and a year and a half have found out what happens at board of ed meetings and they've raised their voices. They want to be heard. They demand choice in what their kids learn. And they're being vilified by obviously Merrick Garland. We know that, but they're being verified, uh, vilified in state as well by the state, the, the democratic state Senate who write, they write these vicious op-eds. They, they try to sick the attorney general on them. They try to intimidate them. And now um, I bring this up to you because you're a Cuban American who is closer to the state being uh, a, an oppressive aggressor than most of us. What would you say to these moms who feel the presence of the state closing in? Um, I would say the law's on your side and you can't make decisions for your children out of fear. And when you look at authoritarian or communist countries where they do this sort of thing and they get away with it, um, essentially the reason why they're allowed to is because people don't stand up and they're too mm. afraid to do it. So keep fighting, do the right thing, because your kid's future depends on it. Their freedom in the future depends on, on it. So now's the time where we're safe to take a risk. In the future, we may not be able to be safe to take that risk if we don't stand up now. Here, here. Follow him on Twitter. It is He is Robbie Starbuck, R-O-B-B-Y-S-T-A-R-B-U-C-K. And go to Starbuck2022.com. I'll tweet out, guys, all of the information so you know about his candidacy and about his great new book. Robbie, we really appreciate the time today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, bravebooks.com if you want to get the book or Starbuck 2022 if you want to support uh, the, the legal fight we've got in front of us. Thank you once again, Robbie Starbuck. We really appreciate that. Excellent. Fantastic. Uh, what a cool guy. He's very relatable. It's almost like talking to myself if I was better spoken. Um, <laughs> so here's um, here's another uh, thing I just want to get to. Very. <laughs> this is so good. God, it's so good. I'm sorry, Alice. I have, I, I have my opinion of James O'Keefe has... It's always been in the positive. There were times when I loved him because he blew open NPR. Other times when I thought, that's a miss and whatever. I love him now. I am all in. I'm trying to book him. Did you see the O'Keefe uh, thing yes. with Alex Martinez, lead client partner at Twitter? Yes. This is so freaking good. I don't even know how where to start. So so they asked this guy so, out on a date. Well, okay. <laughs> right. Really, you've got them in a, or they got them, they get them out like they usually do. Usually, it's um, it, it, like a, some kind of conservative co-ed will get some bonehead out drinking beer. This time, this guy is on a date with a fellow, this Twitter guy, and, and on a bunch of dates with the fellows, and the guy, this guy, just is very open. 
Alex Martinez uh, about the, what they do at Twitter. Well, right now we don't make profit, so it's going to say ideology, which is what's led us to not being profitable. <laughs> the rest of us who have been here believe in something that's good for the planet and not just to give people free speech. Because again, like, these people really do believe in what we're doing. These are the policies we've put in place for misinformation. So he goes on and on about the secret sauce and what they're going to do, etc. We want it to be as fair and transparent and accurate as possible. And if that means there's a level of censorship to make it correct, quote-unquote, again. Then they're going to do it, quote-unquote. Wait, Tom, I just need you to pause for a second here. Yes. Breaking news. What? Biden has invoked the Defense Production Act to speed up baby formula manufacturing. Oh, my goodness. Well, well, well. The Kerry legacy lives on. Kerry from Winchester. My goodness. That is bleeping incredible. If we're implementing all these rules and Elon wants to dismantle them, then technically our ideology has led us to not making money because we're not making money. And Elon wants to turn it the other way so that we can make money. So this drunken, horny fool uh, can't stop himself, and he uh, hits uh, Elon on a disability. He has Asperger's. Yeah, yeah, I know that. So he's special. Your special needs. You're literally special needs. <laughs> so I can't even take what you're saying seriously. Right. Well, that'll do it right there, probably. Anyway, the last great thing is that he's aware. Alex Scott gets a missive from a Twitter saying, look out for Project Veritas. Look out. They're trying to get you guys to come out to ply you with booze and try to get information from you. Alex gets that information and is happy to share it with his date, who, of course, is working for Project Veritas. <laughs> Targeting of tapes. Wait, 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 wait. You can read it. Let me see. And how to protect yourself. Groups like Project Veritas are active right now. Is that? It's like some group that's trying to just out the employees. Like they're trying to go on dates with them like this and record them and then go sell it to the New York Times and say this is what the Twitter employee just said. This is what's really happening. This is what they're telling us to not do. You're lucky that you met me organically because I would be questioning everything about you. Oh. Is that not the most beautiful thing? In fact, Alex, there's something maybe you should know. What even makes this better is that the next thing that happens is James O'Keefe of Project Veritas, who is apparently in excellent shape, pounces on the guy. Have you seen this? I have not seen this. Pounces on the guy as the guy realizes that he's busted. The guy runs out of the restaurant with Alex, with uh, with James O'Keefe uh, in pursuit. The guy starts running immediately. I don't want to take a jog. But why are you running? Why are you running away from us? Very test. The cameraman is running alongside <laughs> of them. The guy's <laughs> five feet in front of of uh, of Alex of James O'Keefe, and they're in a sprint. And O'Keefe is keeping the questions up. I, uh, sir, why are you running? Why are you running across the street? He's chasing. Talking? He's not relenting. We're jogging here with a Twitter executive on the streets of New York City, who's literally gone in an all-out sprint. Uh, you, you, you shared an email with us. You're, you're, why are you covering your face? Well, you already talked to us. You, you shared an email with us here where you said, it said, don't disclose confidential information. 
Do you understand the They're irony? Still keeping up. You're the literally disclosing an email. I didn't. It says right here's the email. I can team groups like Project Veritas are active right now, right? Excuse me, sir. What, what, what is Elon Musk going to do when he sees this? I don't know. Is it, are you going to be terminated? Why are you running? We just like you to leave me alone, please. So it was, I kind of almost feel bad for him. Like, I hope he doesn't kill himself or something because it's it is. like so terrible and humiliating. It's just like really, really bad. Oh my gosh. But also, you know, Alice, think things through. <laughs> think things through. Assume. That's the, like the only good instinct I have is I assume I'm going to get whacked and I assume that it's gonna, something bad is happening. If, like, if you're going to go on a bunch of dates with a guy who. It seems to like enjoying talking about your work a lot. Talk about loose lips sink ships. I know. I was just thinking of the poster. I we don't have know that the, loose lips sink ships poster I don't know if, in the, our if the relationship ever progressed, but probably I'm assuming it didn't. <laughs> and if you're going to give over the state secrets to this guy, because you love hearing yourself talk and you love hearing somebody be interested in you so much. And if you think there's ever a chance that you're going to have to sprint away like, be good at sprinting. Think think one part of this through. Because this guy was dealing with the most in-shape uh, battery of cameraman and talent that I have ever seen. <laughs> they did not. The interview went right on. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so that is, uh, that's it. That's all I wanted to get to. Anything else? Are we done? Oh, I think we're done for the day. We can hit chat chat tomorrow, I think. Um, sorry if you left us a message, but we'll get that in tomorrow. Big day with Robbie Starbuck and everything else going on. Hope you guys are doing well also. You can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, uh, uh, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast, Burn Barrel Podcast.com. That's where you can leave us those chat chat messages if you want to. Uh, you can also email us Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com. And you can find our show anywhere you like to listen to podcasts or YouTube or Rumble. Say la vie. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you.
The best way to give someone a gift they'll never forget is to give a gift they'll always use. American Giant makes clothes that just keep getting better with age, like their iconic full-zip hoodie that's designed to last for decades. And a gift they'll wear for years is a gift that keeps on giving. But American Giant makes a lot more than just hoodies. They have impossibly comfy sweaters, classic T-shirts, soft, structured sweatpants, even classic everyday denim, all made right here in the USA, with a quality you'll have to feel to believe. Be a gift-giving giant this holiday season at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code GRATEFULAG23. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code GRATEFULAG23.